What is the path to awakening supposed to look like, to feel like? How do you know if you are on it? We ask these very sacred and sometimes vulnerable questions to many different women from all walks of life. A conversation that needs to be shared and heard. I'm Jo Hendy. I'm Amanda Parker. And welcome to the Girl Awakening Podcast. Hello, I was waiting for you to say hello then. I was going to jump in, but I didn't quite get it out fast enough. Good morning, Amanda. Hey, Jo. Here we are. Girl Awakening Podcast with somebody from not local to us no. but very much present in the world like a sister like a sister yeah yes. we're a bit excited to have beck lip with us today on zoom we're going to introduce you to her and then dive right in with our beautiful beck beck is creator of wilding books uh, she has a passion to bring awareness to the mental health of children from her own personal story after going through two years of cognitive behavior therapy and dialectical behavior therapy after ending up in a crisis in her early 20s when it usually always happens yeah. <laughs> or any time is a good time Beck felt there was a real gap in what the professionals knew and what parents and teachers needed to know Beck feels strongly that we can empower our children with skills to help prevent them from ending up in crisis like she did mm -hmm. using the skills she has learned throughout her journey without with de anxiety depression self-harm body dysmorphia and borderline personality disorder she is creating books amazing books yeah. with messages to help children connect with their emotions and learn ways to regulate their emotions thanks for joining us Beck. thanks for being here i'm really honored to be here with you too yay thanks. we're excited too because we love your books and oh. they're amazing they're not only for kids as well so um for our listeners, you'll be able to jump on um, Bex's Instagram and, mm. and site afterwards and check them out because they are really special books. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully they'll be coming all across Australia soon too yeah. <laughs> and all the bookshops. Um, yeah, so that could be happening very soon. The oh, big deal. I can't talk too much about it, but um, yes, we're getting uh, approached by publishers all around the world. Just the other day, it was a publisher in Kiev, in Ukraine, actually. Wow. Yeah, asking about publishing rights for How Do I Feel? So yeah, the books are really helping and the word's kind of spreading organically, you know, around the world. Which yeah, is and, and it's so needed too, Bex. It's like, um, you know, not that we forget about our kids but in the realm of um where you, you where you go into that mm. vulnerable space it really needs to be acknowledged and um spoken about probably more and through books is so wonderful especially with children yeah I think um having children really brings a lot of these things to the surface I don't know if you found that but mm. you know uh I think when you have children you are emotionally triggered a lot um, <laughs> that's an understatement yes. it's a beautiful um, so you know I think for when I created these books and I'm a co-creator of Wildling Books I do it with Craig um we both you know started the business but um yeah they uh yeah you 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 kind of going through this journey with your children because, you know, you have these stages in your life, you know, you're the maiden at the start and it's just you and then you become this mother and like it tears you apart in a way and then you've got to 
um, I found that I had to do a lot of healing uh, whilst having children, like dealing with my children. And I've got a few that are like me, a couple that are like me. So um, that was really triggering. And but awesome as well, because I was able to give them, you know, the things that maybe I might have need would have been great. Oh, God. And yeah. so I try and put these things into the books that we create. Yeah. So it helps. So, so amazing. And you know, and what you mentioned, Craig, the illustrations are fantastic I mean they just... he writes as well so he's okay. written some of them and illustrated um all of our work uh he's pretty amazing um just like he makes me laugh like no other yeah. I lived he he him and his wife and his kids lived with my husband and I and my kids <laughs> we all lived together for three years Wow. And it was awesome. I yeah, I, I had a wife and it was great. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's great. What um, you mean? We actually yeah. have a similar thing where, you know, yes. relationships and things, but we feel like we're, you know, have that marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we don't have those perks, but, you know, we were all uh, living together and our kids, because we all homeschool, um, all of our kids are a little bit, uh, you know yes. neurodiverse and um yeah so it, it was really really fun and creatively it was really cool to have Craig and his wife Laura as well who does a lot of the um art design Beautiful. um yeah and so yeah it was just really great um but so he writes some of them as well I tend to come up with all the concepts of it of it you know um how the book you know maybe what it'll be called and the, the overall themes of it and sometimes I get you know rhymes of things will pop into my head and then I'll go hey can you do something with this but the last few I think as my confidence has grown I've written myself <laughs> so. yeah. oh, I love that. well that's done so yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a great segue to jump in yes and start so Bex <laughs> um how did your awakening begin <sighs> I, it, it's it's interesting um I had a quite I would say quite an awakened grandmother mm. um and I've put this a little bit in in the intuition book that I was really guided to make as I speak to you now I'm looking above and there's a picture of me and my nana together oh. she's passed away a while ago now but she grew up in the Gorbals in Scotland, which were horrendous slums. They were the worst slums in Europe. She is the kindest soul I've ever met. And everyone would fight over my nana. People would call her nana that, you know, weren't related to her. Anyway, she was a very psychic, um, spiritual woman. She was Catholic as well. And so there was always the Pope and Mother Teresa on the walls. Yeah. But she would do seances and she would read tea leaves and oh. she... At a, I remember being very young um, and Hussein telling me that I had a healing aura all around me and that I was going to be a healer. Um, and it was really interesting because as a very young girl, I was a very difficult child. And I used to, from as young as I can remember, think that uh, the universe revolved around me. And I used to try and get this concept out without sounding like, you know I'm the center of the universe it's all about me it was more like 
we all ha- are the center of the universe yeah. and I used to try and explain this and I'm you know saying like five years old um you know when I go to sleep at night and I close my eyes the everything stops oh wow and you know and I was had was quite aware that you know like what's happening to me where's where am I going when I sleep and um I, and I was just I also must have been quite a empath in that I would take on all these emotions from everybody else and um I didn't understand what was happening so I was filled with rage a lot you know um and got into you know was really really quite difficult childhood um and again from five I would try to kill myself I hope I can say that um try and drown myself in the bath um everything was extreme for me so I would run away a lot um I would do weird things like um, when my my pop passed away, he sort of fell down and had a heart attack in front of my nana. I was holding my nana's hand and she was holding my little sister and my mum was re- trying to resuscitate him. And then I would just be getting up, sleepwalking, going into the lounge, my nana and my mum and her sisters were there and I'd be saying, you know, I love you, mum. It's going to be okay. And I would be completely asleep. You know, I just, just do weird things, you know, like that. Um, but my mum isn't so on board with um, those type of things. And um, so, yeah, I just, as a teenager, you know, just kind of locking in all of um, feeling a bit weird. I never really felt like I belonged on earth. I don't know if that sounds completely bizarre to people, no, but not to us. I really... <laughs> I really have never felt like I, I'm from here. Like yeah. it hasn't felt like home. Um, and yet it's just always been like a struggle for a, for the longest time. So I never really knew who I was. So my teenage years was filled with self-harm, you know, this body dysmorphia. Um, I always thought that I was so hideous. I There were periods where I wouldn't want to leave the house because people would be laughing at me and you know, it was really, really difficult. I was put on Prozac at 16 and uh, that it made me more suicidal, yeah. um, you know, so came off that. And that's when things started really spiralling in, in my early 20s. You know, you just try and get through and get through yeah. and you struggle through. And I met my, now he's my husband. Um, things were great. You know, I was working three jobs, high performing, like doing well. And just everything just fell apart. Yeah. And then I was really self-harming badly, um, suicidal, you know, and my husband, then boyfriend, was like, you need to go and sort this out because he was really struggling with me. We'd only just been, you know, seeing each other and that's when I actually got the help. But around that time, it was really bizarre because I was actually well hallucinating and I think I was just um my my brain was just so overwhelmed that it just wasn't functioning that great but then I had these moments of almost clarity where I would have signs that were just so and you know and I remember and I don't know if I've ever shared this with anyone I was driving home in the car and it was not a time and I could see my face a reflection of my face and it spoke to me and it said I am God you are God (laughs) and 
Uh, it just gave me this message of hope that um, that we are all God and we're all connected and that everything will be okay and you're on a on a journey that is leading somewhere really important. So um, that really helped. And I had moments like this that came, um, you know, cropped up. But that one was a really um, important one for me. And I've never really kind of shared that because I always had this sort of, oh, woo-woo was bad and, oh, you know, a bit crazy sort of, um, you know. But I'm really starting to embrace all oh. of that now. And that's where it led me to this book where, where I wrote about intuition. And I said to Craig, please just let me go with this because I know it's really different from the children's books, but I have this really overwhelming need to create this yeah. um, and let start letting some of what's inside me out. So, it's yeah. such an incredible share, Beck, and you just feel the wow. depth of the journey that you have just shared is you just, yeah, the depth of that journey and the struggle to be here on this earth when you are a light being or, you know, all these things that now we have better understanding of or better connections with. Mm -hmm. But when you're going through it and you're surrounded by woo-woo's crazy, you're very disconnected to that beautiful mm -hmm. part of yourself. Yeah, I feel really guided. And, and I think that's why I wanted to make the book because it says intuition, it holds the answers you seek. Because I feel like the more that I tap into and listen to what is coming from inside, that's what's created, you know, the books are being sparked from that. The people that I feel drawn to and connected to, they come to me for a reason, like Craig. Um, and, you know, it's like, you know, I was so lost for so long and now... I, you know, just before this, I've been in my garden and I know what what feeds my soul. Yeah. <laughs> maybe oh. if I'm not even from earth or whatever, but I know that when I have my feet on the grass and I'm in the, in the garden and I love trees and now that I'm allowing my space, mm. allowing space for me to really connect with those things, I feel more and more me, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. so beautiful and, and exactly with what you're saying around you know the people that you draw in and mm. the beautiful um uh not coincidences but you know we call them coincidences but they're not well, it's like alignment. I think you know it's like when your energy is at a certain level and I, I think I um didn't realize that I was actually quite good at that I'm really good at like motivating and bringing this energy a higher energy mm. and other people feed off that mm. and so often it's not me creating the wonderful things um I can spark things to be created and um other people feed off that energy it's really quite amazing I sometimes I look back and I just am can't believe the things that have happened to me I just um and I it, you know, when I started my recovery, you know, it took a while for me to be able to do the whole gratitude thing. I don't know if you know, in my past, I set up a gratitude journal business. Um, and so we were, we did quite well with that. Um, I couldn't do gratitude journaling or any of that sort of thing at the start because 
I was in a whole lot of hurt. It was very hard to function, let alone be grateful for things. But um, once I was able to sort of get into that space, I don't need to journal at all anymore. I live that. Mm. I, I absolutely live in a way, my husband is the same, where we constantly checking how good it is at this, you know, like, you know, my house needs to be renovated and all of that, but we have to just, we like, wow, look at where we live and yeah. how lucky am I to have these three beautiful boys. And I, that energy and that vibration of that, I think draws in all this remarkable, all these remarkable things into my life and people. And yeah, it's, so I try to always live that way now. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Mm. And when you say, you know, you look back at your life and you say, I can't believe what I've gone through. It's like all of those things were you were supposed to walk mm. through to, you know, to kind of show how strong you are. And then to have that one moment where you reflected on on you, God, the God within, mm. and have that amazing magical moment to let you know that, no, you're right on track. <laughs> Mm. I, I, I can't tell you how many moments I've had like that where and it's it's been things like you know um I just had this rage that, and I'm not sure where it is but there's definitely in my throat <laughs> <laughs> um, and I hold it there and I'm not sure where it's from and my my boys they just think they, they love me and I love yes. them but I'll be out there howling at the moon <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just trying to let this out of me, okay, boys. And oh, like, I love that. that yeah, yeah, I feel like there's been other lives, or you know, uh, that I have not been able to speak freely, or um, and that's what's sitting here in me. Um, so now that's why when I have these ideas of creation of the intuition books and things. I'm just really allowing myself to just go for it now because um, maybe previously I haven't been able to. You know, it's funny, just yeah. even with you just saying that just mm -hmm. then, um, exactly everything you just said just then because there's a, there's a lot of, um, you know, people talking about a lot of channelers mm -hmm. uh, being brought through now, or not being brought through, they're here, but they're, they're being activated. activated. Yeah. And we, we actually had a lady on a few weeks back who's also an author. And she's wrote a book called Anethia. She wrote it 12 years ago, but she's only just um, kind of released it now. And it's everything that you're talking about. It's like we could be sitting in front of her as well. It's like this really? child. Yeah. From, this, from the spirit of what you're sharing about yourself, like the nature spirit, the connection yes. that we've been grounded and the support that's within you that has to come through and share through, your gift. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. bringing it through your books. And, and some people are coming, it's coming through being able to, you know, fully channel, verbally channel. Some people it's, you know, writing and, and being an author and writing books that are mm. channeled through you from, you know, lifetimes. Yeah, I really want to draw at the yeah. moment and I can't really, well, you know, I haven't really drawn and, and it's really funny because I had a, reading by a lady who's really quite remarkable I had to wait a long time to see her and just like she was like you have to draw and I was like really I've been feeling that she's like you have to and all these lives that she brought up I was either an author or an illustrator painter but it's really funny one of them I was mute 
Oh, um, wow. Uh, and so I don't know if that was, you know, yeah. something that with the whole throat thing. But, um, yeah, like, I'm just really, I just feel like there's um, so much healing that needs to be passed out there's so much hurt um and I and I feel it and I soak it up from the world yeah. and I'm just um I, I have to be careful because I think that's what happened as a child you know I it was just I would suck it all in and it would just explode out of me and you know I'd get into a lot of trouble so now I'm trying to channel that through you know writing and things like that better better out you know ways yeah. to express that out of me but in a way where I really feel like the books that I write I want to um for people to understand that we are all connected like I just don't you know yeah I just feel that we are and that not just everybody else but when I go into the garden and I touch a tree that mm -hmm. I, I feel this energy and it just, you know, I just wish that other people could feel what I feel. Um, yeah. A lot I just, more art. Yeah. A lot yeah. more art. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Mm. It's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, it's it's the energy that nobody can, who's in this, whose lifetime is about this. It's an energy that none of us can resist anymore. Like it just... It's about like you're you've created the space where you have an outlet with your books and the relationships you have with the people around you, and you know what you've been sharing with publishers and things coming to you. It's like the energy is there for you. So it's a mm. waiting. Yeah, yeah. Been waiting. We've all been waiting for what you. Yeah, have I and it's really crazy because I, I, I released the book you know and it's really quite different to the kids ones you know um woo woo you know like the books are very much based on the cognitive behavioral therapy that I learned um and I didn't know how it would go and honestly it is just being received so well I yeah. and you know I get messages um saying that they love you know pulling a card every day and how spot on it is and you know, I didn't reset, like, I just let all of that just come to me. Mm. And it just, you know, I felt like it was almost, I'm just writing what being told to write, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and, um, and I'll just let that out in the world. And hopefully I won't be criticized because I, you know, like that shouldn't be, you know, that symbolism shouldn't be with this or we, we definitely just go with, our instincts and our intuition um you know with Craig with the writing uh, the illustrations as well like he just like, the the pictures are you know yeah incredible so amazing. they're mm. very they're very mythical but they're also very current but the dynamic energy in them is you can yeah. feel it yeah. yeah he really enjoyed um changing up and and illustrating those yeah so yeah so that's when you talk about this um with the world so when did you first notice a shift in your thoughts about the world back I, I really think from when I was like little really yeah. really little mm. um and it, but it was nobody you know I had my nana so she was that and you know she predicted some really wow. crazy things you know 
And, um, you know, she read tea leaves once to my auntie who'd had her tubes tied and she said, oh, you're going to have two more children. And then after my Nana died, she'd married again and um, oh, she married again, but then she ended up adopting two more children. And oh, it was wow. just like weird, like, you know, it didn't happen straight away, but her prediction, she'd always predict when somebody was going to have a baby and because she was, you know, Glaswegian, she'd say, oh, I got a wee in here, <laughs> you know, this wee in you know, it's, she's got red hair, she's beautiful, Karen, she's yours. And then, you know, the next thing, one of my aunties would be having a red-haired daughter and, you know, but just, you know, and then she'd have dreams of things, you know, bigger events that would happen. And But, yeah, she was, she really opened that up to me. And so I have this really weird thing where I feel like you can believe God, like, because Nana was Catholic, right, and be spiritual, but then I realized that actually a lot of people don't like this type of thing that, you know, yeah. um, you know, I've had a few comments and things that, you know, the only book you need to follow is God. And it's really interesting because in actual fact, doing this work has led me to God more. Yeah. And, and I, you know, um, because I wasn't raised with any religion. My mum's Catholic. She's born in Scotland I was born in Scotland as well I know I don't sound it but I came here as a baby to New Zealand but um yeah there's this I I think that the I've got very much Celtic and Viking blood in me yeah and um when you go back you know they were it's just like my nana like did she really if the if they were witches Maybe Nana would have been one. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. she just was, um, you know, just so she opened my eyes from a very young age. And I really, I, I feel her with me all the time. Yeah. Like, I just, I know she's with me and helping guide me. But um, yeah, so really from really young, like I always knew oh, there's something, there's something more there's something more and then I would read books like um three magic words have you read that no okay you need to read it yes yeah. we're writing that one down that changed my life a bit and I was like oh that's what I've been thinking uh -huh. my entire life since I was a little girl it made uh -huh. it make sense to me and it, and the messages that I was getting in the car it was like oh oh uh -huh. I am god Oh, wow. we're all God. We're all part of God. And, you know, um, we're learning the lessons and, um, you know, together, you know, and trying to elevate and, um, you know, yeah, I love it to a higher level. So I think it's been something I've really been working on. The times where I've tried to suppress it, that's when I've been sick. Yes. That's when I was mentally unwell. And I think it wasn't even really all the diagnoses that I got. It was because I was so disconnected. When you are disconnected from the source that's within you, and like I feel it right now talking to you, it's in my throat again, it's right here, and it comes up and it just sits in here. It's like fire. When I talk about the source within me, the God element within me, I know everyone had that and I just wish we could all experience that because then we would love each other so much more. And so, yeah, I think when I just was disconnected from that, that feeling and that connection with myself and the earth, I'm always like mother earth is always there for me. 
uh, that's when I've been unwell. Mm, thank and you so much for saying that because I think that's a major, major point. When you look at the stats, right, yes. of mental health right now, there's this huge disconnection. I think that's the biggest thing, the key is this disconnection. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why we wanted to start the podcast because there was a lot of people out there confused about what they were feeling. Mm. And then they would hear or read something and think that that was happening wrong or it wasn't, you know, what was happening to them. They had to have a diagnosis for it. Or and it's like, oh, no, you're just coming through something. You're, you know, having an awakening. You're rebirthing. Mm. You're coming back to source. You're, um, you're listening more to you. And it's funny how we come through sometimes a lot of people come through families mm. that are there to work against it to make it a mm. little and make it a little trickier for you because you are yes. strong enough to stand and go, no, this doesn't feel right, this doesn't feel right. I just need to keep going. There's magic on the other side. Um I definitely that, battled that as a child. Yeah. You know, I was um bullied relentlessly. Um, you know back then you were just smacked if you know you were naughty yeah. and you know my behavior was very naughty you know um, I had teachers that bullied me mm. um, I was very much a target a lot mm. and I and but then I, I I rebelled I just felt injustice all the time and you know lately there was a boy who was my best friend called Bradley I really wish I could find his mother Bradley had cerebral palsy. I feel him right now. Oh. He passed away. Obviously, he didn't live that long. But I tell you, if anyone could bully me, and it was, you know, I just whatever. But if anyone tried to bully him, you know, I'd fight. I would absolutely fight. And I felt this injustice all the time. And I had one teacher at Intermediate say to me, you'd be such a good lawyer because you just defend people that really needed help. Um, so it was always there, you know, I always was attracted to, you know, the likes of Bradley, who I loved. I loved that boy. And I used to think he was so cool because he didn't have to walk and do PE. And he had this really cool electric <laughs> wheelchair. Like, you know, as a child, yeah. you think that, you have no concept. But to me, he was amazing. Um, yeah but so I always had this injustice and I was always rebelling and fighting it's like this doesn't make sense you know um, but you're constantly being told that's wrong yeah. that you, you've got to conform you've got to be this way this is how society needs you to be and it just never felt right and so that's that's that returning back to that that source that that God in me that um that's why I just have such an amazing life now because that's where I've returned to. And when, yeah, I just hope through the work that I do that others can start experiencing and trusting themselves. Really, you know, you're on your path, your journey, um, and it doesn't need to make sense to other people around you um, and that you just need to trust. And like if you're able to just be quiet and still for a moment and you can ask yourself things, you'll feel it. You'll feel the answers, the yeses or the noes. I put the sway test, you know, the sway test where you can ask yourself yes or no questions. I put that into intuition just to try and, like you could try these things where, you know, if you stand still, 
and you ask yourself a question whether you fall forward as a yes and no, you know, and the more that you tune into yourself, the how they get really accurate. Yeah. How um, yeah. It's so amazing to have tests, to have tests, tools like that that are within ourselves and building relationship with ourselves mm. so that we can always, as you, you know, that, that big word, trust. When we ask ourselves a question, the relationship is there and it takes practice and it takes a love of self to just want to create those minutes every day to ask those questions and practice, doesn't it? And being allowed to love yourself mm. because, see, that was something I was, you're not allowed to do that, you know? That's not, and it's not even confidence. It's, I mean, I really didn't have any confidence, but being able to love that light in you, you know, and being yeah. able to have that space of, you know, um, that anyway, I just, you know, that's something I've really had to work on because there was so much self-loathing and um, unhappiness with who I was. Um, and that's really started to melt the more, you know, that I've come back. And it's not about loving how you look on the outside or whatever it's like just that that um yeah that, that connection it's that knowingness yeah. isn't it it's yeah. that knowingness that you already have everything inside that you need mm. yeah and I think like what you said before around um you know just what you just said then around um loving the light in you and when knowing when you're a child that you know mm -hmm. about what I think what what did you say that was really beautiful around uh, we are all the center of the universe mm. that feeling when you're a child and as you get older can it's be stamped out by, of you isn't it yeah. it's seeped out of you and it can be judged by others as why do you think you're special what yeah. makes you so special yeah and then you kind of it's that negative talk we that we adopt to go oh I'm not special I'm not a light I'm yeah. not anything in the universe and it's you know this yeah that making small and that disconnecting again mm. yeah I love that quote by Rumi um we're not a drop in the ocean we are the entire ocean in a drop yes I mean I think if we all realized yeah again it comes back that we are all the center we are a part of God and you know um you know when you actually sit with that and if you really sit with that and feel that I've got God's source or whatever you want to call it you know I have the universe or you know collective consciousness is within me and if you really feel that you can't not love yourself yeah. like, there's this love that just comes out and you know I got taught um transcendental meditation mm. about 25 a long time ago okay yeah. <laughs> about 25 years ago and I was doing it religiously for about six months and I experienced um lifting out of my body and sitting above it and feeling this weighted body under me, there's moments like that where I think that, you know, it's it's there for us. Like it's- It's available. It's, available. it's there. Yeah. We just need mm. tools or whatever tool it is that works for you to tap into that, yeah. And I, I think, think yeah, sorry. 
I was going to say, I think it's you Mm. listening to people like you. And um, Mm. I can think of, you know, other women that we've had on that share the same experience around um, finding that love within um, brings certainty. A lot Mm. of the the ladies use the word certainty of who I am, which to me, when you have true certainty, that's the true love of self where, Mm. you know, it doesn't matter where you go. You've just got that certainty that comes with you always. Yeah, I I always felt like there was a period of time where I'd sold out of one business and I really wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. And I was like, can somebody tell me what I need to do? What's my path? Like what um, I know I've got to do something. So many women have this. I want to help, but what do I do? Um, and I've got to a point where I don't actually need to know that answer because it all unravels and if somebody had told me oh this is what you need to do maybe I wouldn't have gone on the way that I needed to and so I you know um I I try so hard to instill in my boys to marvel at the ordinary and to um Mm -hmm. the mundane and and to every day you know soak in the goodness I guess um Love the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like, I know. Actually, it's really interesting because my my youngest, he's 10, and now he's like, it's true, mum. What you say does happen oh. because he's done a few things where I'm like, so I keep trying to say, just careful, you know, we, when you're in an angry mood all the time, you know, just notice, you know, what happens to you? Do you bump into things? Does your, do you, does your day get better or does it get worse? And I just sort of ask him to step back and notice. And um, as he's getting older, he really is. And he's like, that's, you know, and he starts starting to see. And I said, so your thoughts and your words are really powerful, honey. So, you know, because he'd always used to say, my brother's made me angry. And I go, no, <laughs> your brother didn't make you angry. You are angry, you know, yeah. but you can let that go and look at why you felt that way. and. Yeah, How beautiful. Just, yeah. Best, best toolkit you can give them, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I wish I had it. And I and you know, to be fair, I learn with them as yeah. I try to and that's when I, with all the books that we've created for children, I write parent teacher notes at the back to try and ex- to elaborate a bit more about what the book's about to help the parents work through it with the children. Because we didn't learn the stuff, we didn't learn how to regulate how we feel or why am I feeling this way? I'm going to stop for a second because you'd let it's um, echoing a little bit, and what you're saying is it's so powerful, it's so incredible. We don't want anyone to miss it. Going... So, you're sharing about the observer. So, yeah, one of the cards in our um, Oracle deck or in the intuition book is observer, and it's one that I wow. I use this all the time. And the picture is uh, of a, a an older woman, the crone woman, the wise woman, and she's got her eyes closed, but inside is a is is her again, and she's got her eyes open. Uh-huh. And I and I want it to signify that there's something else behind our thoughts uh-huh. that is watching and listening. So I, you know, said uh, sometimes I'll I'll check myself because I'll say hello in my head 
and then I noticed that the observer heard that oh. uh, and it's it's quite um, it can be a difficult concept I guess to grasp but who is the observer mm. and for me the observer is that light within the God source that that feeling that that um, energy within me and so when I start get, getting carried away my thoughts aren't great or my energy's off I try to fall back and I say hello oh, <laughs> and I, um, I allow the observer to notice and this was something I had to learn when I was doing my cognitive behavioral therapy because I had to learn to notice my thoughts and the patterns in my life in order to break them or change them powerful. and it was a powerful concept and this is the latest children's book that we just released called Aroha's Choice and it is about the pathways in your brain. And she learns that she can build new pathways, that she doesn't have to use the paths that she's always traveled along because it's easy. She can, and it's hard, create new paths that lead her to different outcomes. Wow. And so that is being the observer and going, I don't like where these thoughts always take me. This thought will lead me to act this way or yell or, and then that spirals. This whole situation comes from these chains of thoughts. And if you can just notice and be the observer at any point along there and step back and notice, then you can change the thought that you have or the behavior and that can lead you to a different outcome and that took me years to learn because yeah. I was in such a bad space but I think again if I come back to the more connected I am with myself and my source within me it's easy to be the observer more often oh, I love oh, that that's so gold. powerful I'm that's so glad gold. we got yeah. that that is like crystal clear <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's changing <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> um, we're gonna okay. We're gonna move on to the next questions, which I think is probably perfect in what you've been talking about. But what kind of things have happened or are happening to you and for you since you've been on this path of being more true to who you really are? Oh my gosh! I wish people <laughs> understood the magic that starts happening, oh. the flow and the you know like I said earlier I've had just remarkable things happen to me out of nowhere like I just I always think how exciting I wonder what the universe is gonna I gonna give you know provide yes. or what's the next thing I'm gonna celebrate so I celebrate in advance I know this is weird but I do <laughs> and so I often have a glass of champagne or rosé yeah. or something bubbly rosé and I say oh I'm so excited about what's coming next because I think I that, that vibration honestly some amazing you know years ago I just had this random lady contact me from New York offering me a book deal to do a book about gratitude you know these things don't just I, I wasn't trying to get that to happen yeah these things just come to me um, you know, the things that I've won, you know, I have won so many things, you know, and like big things like a $65,000 home package once or, 
<laughs> a whole family set of bikes or and then and it's because and I say to my boys it's because I say I'm always winning oh that's so you know, beautiful I, my life I'm I'm a winner you know <laughs> they just and I do really think like you start to get into uh a, um a certain level of energy and it just things just flow and, it, and remarkable people turn up and sometimes I found actually people that I haven't necessarily liked straight away and been a little bit suspicious about potentially have ended up being absolute gems in my life oh, wow. um, and it's funny how those things um, not not like people that are conflicting or you know causing me dramas but people that I've been a little bit unsure of um yeah it's it, if I I always kind of feel like people come for a reason it's either a lesson or um you know there's something that you're meant to do you're guided to meet in some way and so you know some of the cards are about exactly that somebody new is going to come in to your life and, you know, something wonderful, you know, be open to that because something wonderful could come from that. Because sometimes I think a lot of us are quite closed off. I don't want any more friends or, you know, um, and, or see my father was an amazing, he's, he is an amazing guy because he's always open for something new, you know, yeah. like, oh, this could be a great opportunity. He always sees opportunities and he sort of gifted me that. And he'd always say to me, ah, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And so just try it anyway. And I think that's been a really helpful thing for me in my life because I've always thought, oh, well, what's the worst that can happen? Nobody would buy that book or, you know, yeah. we invested a lot of money and time and, you know, but nobody's, you know, my father would always say, you'd always have somewhere to come home to and food on the table. So what's the worst? That's really not the worst if you lost that job or, you know. Um, and I guess that's, again, being the observer and putting things into perspective and going, you know, like I just, if I have I have a meal every night with my children at the table and I just I'm constantly, how good is this? How, yeah. like, how lucky are we? And my kids they have me and their dad like breathing and living that around them all the time. So uh, yeah, they really, they really get it. They understand. I, I think, think, yeah, that's a, it's a yeah. really beautiful lesson for our listeners too. And for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, around, you know, sometimes you have to, to change, to get change. You know, it's like a lot of us want to stay in the same pattern or the same way of being because we're so mm. used to it and we're scared of, kind of moving over here a little bit because we don't it's know uncomfortable it. yeah and it's unknown you know yeah. it's like we have to get uncomfortable to um you know find the magic so mm. to speak it's like sometimes the magic's outside of the comfort zone that's a great saying but it's so true too you know sometimes you have to step outside of that you don't need to know what magic's coming just yeah. be like ready to accept it because I'm always like wow what's gonna happen next yeah you know and I'm yeah. quite shocked a lot of the time at what unfolds I yeah. really am it's not what I expect but it's amazing and you know see at the moment I've had a period of a bit of challenge in that things that haven't I thought certain deals were going to happen and they haven't and I got a bit frustrated and again my husband and I are very good at going back you know observing and going maybe that didn't happen for a reason mm. 
maybe because there's something else that needs to happen and and you know just wait yeah you know? I think we always want we want that certainty. We want the answers. We want to know where we're going. Um, but sometimes just, you know, surrendering mm. to it all and just allowing it to happen as it's meant to instead of fighting all the time to regain control or like know, you know, what's happening, just letting it all go and surrender. Yeah, yeah. that's so beautiful, Beck. And I love what you're saying about not needing a reason to celebrate life like you know it's why is it not our default button or position <laughs> to be celebrating life as opposed to waiting for life to happen to celebrate it yeah and yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm so I'm so about that I do it all the time <laughs> and mate Craig and his wife and all of us we celebrate all the time because I'm like we have to celebrate everything. Yeah. I just, you know, you don't know when things are going to end. You don't know what's around the corner. Um, and it just lifts your vibration into this really, you know, like yeah. there's so much to celebrate. I celebrate the bees that are all over my le lemon flowers at the moment that are blossoming. And I'm just like, oh my God, I get yeah. so happy about, like I said, finding the extraordinary and the mundane and the ordinary because you know you just get this happiness and this content well it's not even happiness for me it's like this level of contentment yeah. that I feel um the more I am connected to me and yeah the and earth. yeah oh exactly yeah. yeah and I I you know having a glass of champagne in advance I you know that we all struggle with you know, being, we have had conversations around, you know, when you're moving into spiritual space or, you know, um, honoring ourselves, finding a better way of being in alignment, whether alcohol or those sort of things fit into it. And everyone's uh, is a different, yes, but, but I think but that it's not about what you do or how you no, do it. So exactly that. Yes. We love we love celebrating the solstice, you know, the summer solstice or the winter solstice. And so it's celebrating and see a lot of this is what we've lost with society is those things that we would have been doing where we would have celebrated. Mm. We would have celebrated the change of season and the abundance that's coming in as we're moving into summer and all the berries and all the all the trees are laden with fruit and you mm. would have celebrated that. And we do that with we do a chocolate fondue, like a, you know, like a, um, and we have all the fruits and we dip it into the chocolate. Oh. And then in winter, and this is very much from Laura from Craig's. See, and this is why I needed to meet, meet her, my wife. <laughs> um, because she loves all these kinds of things, the old ways of, um, and having rituals and in, in, in your life, you know, of times where you, you know, we always celebrate winter solstice with a cheese fondue, you know, and they do the, um, I don't like it, that uh, mulled wine, you know, and they drink that and, you know, and that's over winter is a time to signify to, you know, it's time to chill out and take some time. You don't have to rush anymore. And um, yeah, like yeah. do it your way, but celebrate. And, and I think it's really good to have these times where, you do it every year at certain times or you yes. do it every week on a Friday, ah. my, my cheat day and I can 
have some pizza and a champagne or whatever and I celebrate I celebrate yeah. my life in the week and being alive and yeah and because and and as you say like the rituals connect us back into our present moment and our changing environment mm. and what is around us and it and the earth you know and mm. she's teaching us all the time yeah. she teaches us lessons every you know you just look outside and there's something she's sharing with us and I think the indigenous you know cultures mm. they recognize that and and you know that the ones that have been able to survive and you know, yeah. but for a lot of us in Western society, that's been mm -hmm. lost. And I think that's why, you know, going back to, you know, these um, solstices and things like that, that's where we connected with the earth again and we're grateful for what she provided to us. And, you know, that in autumn when the leaves fall, it's that letting go. And, you know, um, yeah, she's, yeah, she's beautiful. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you decided to to um because I love what you said about the champagne but it's like the whole relationship you have with it it's like not if you're in a negative state what you were sharing with your boys if you're in a negative state negative energies you know things affect you in different ways um celebrating life celebrating your champagne and it creates more abundance more happiness and you know imbibing is not necessarily a bad thing when it's in balance and in harmony with all that is happening in that moment so what have you decided to change if anything in your life as you're stepping into this celebration of your life so for me it's about um allowing maybe more space for me mm -hmm. <laughs> so as a mother it's really hard because I'm always running around and being of service I always say I'm I love to be of service to my family like I, I actually do. I used to sort of resent having to do things and, you know, um, oh, I've got to do everything. And now I, again, be that observer and go, how lucky am I to have my children and to be able to provide and do these things for them? And I, you know, really trying to make a shift with that, but um, also allowing myself time so that I can have my personal rituals that I want to create. You know, I get so busy, you know, running a publishing company and homeschooling my boys, my middle son has autism, which is why we homeschool, but, um, you know, that I need time for me. So, and that that's okay. And that that's my time to connect back again to, to have that deeper connection with myself that allows me to do all the things that I can do for everybody else and be of service to others so yeah. I need that time and I need to change that and I am changing that and not feeling guilty about it and actually realizing that allowing me that space then allows me to be better for everybody around me oh, so beautifully said yeah. there's so many mums out there that will resonate big time with what you've just said it's easier now that my youngest is 10, you know, I've got 10, 14, 16. So, you know, it isn't that easy when they're little, but yeah, you know, um, yeah. but whenever you can, you, you need to, you know, allow a little bit of time for you. Yeah. Whether that's journaling or whether that's just lying on the grass outside or hugging a tree or, you yeah. know, I grew up encouraged to hug trees. Good. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm from New Zealand myself. Is it a New Zealand thing, do you think? 
countries. I'm not sure. So because it was actually again my my auntie Scottish, born in Scotland, Scottish. Yeah. Um, she hugged trees, and actually my nana again. You know, she would hate anyone picking flowers because she'd say the plants screaming, just leave yeah. it on me for yeah. the bees. And she was very much like, no, no, don't cut flowers. And yeah. um, they were quite funny about like that. It's again, that's what I was taught was like if you hug the tree, it you know it gives your energies combine you know um I have a, a prayer that I put in which is a very ancient Celtic prayer in the uh, um uh intuition book which is about um becoming connected with other objects so wow. whether it's a stone or a tree and it's a way of like a meditation a prayer of becoming one with either a person or whatever it is but I think in a way my Scottish side my my nana and my aunties and that they taught me those things without realizing you know um so yeah we definitely I think it's a Scottish thing we taught to hug trees and see my nana grew up in the gorbals they were not even grass it was concrete it was oh wow oh, yeah. absolutely awful like oh, and for her to be that woman that she was in mm. that environment is so powerful you don't realize how powerful it is especially she would have had a horrendous yeah journey that made her the light that she yes. ended up being Absolutely. so we have to remember that through those struggles and the darkness that we actually are being taught or taken somewhere that we need to go to make us vulnerable and be able to make space for others. And I feel really grateful that I went through what I went through. I'm lucky to be here. I really am. Like there was so many close calls for me, um, but I, I, I'm grateful for it now. It was horrible at the time, but it has led me to this place. I could never have thought that at okay. the time. But, you know, if if people are struggling right now, you know, there's the it'll be for a reason. I really believe that it'll yeah. be for a reason. Mm. It's the breakthrough, isn't it? It's the breakthrough. People are they're having their own personal breakthrough. Yes, and you got to just keep doing the work. You got to keep, keep, and that, that's where with the the if you're able to, and that's what this book is. I, it's not even what's in it. It's like, hey, everyone, wake up. Yeah. Come back to you. Come back to you. What's it's all in you. You have all the answers. They're right there within you. You mm. just need to find yourself. She's oh, in there. She's in the so beautiful. Well, like that. you said about looking, seeing that um, reflection of yourself in the car window, not being afraid to look at ourselves when we look in the mirror and mm. smile at ourselves and, you know, even use that as opportunity to tap into our observer or say hello and see if the observer is there. Mm -hmm. the little signs that are around us you know and and she speaks to us or god speaks to us or whatever and and it was very much in whispers and you can't hear it but the more you connect it, it's louder you know you oh. can hear her clearer um and the yeah she has there's all the answers we need are there um yeah sometimes we want answers to things that we don't need the answers to right now it's like you said <laughs> frustrating but you just have to again trust you know yeah yeah mm. I agree so beautiful favorite word at the moment yeah and just on the tree thing I think the trees love probably even more that we hug them <laughs> well did you know that um because in some of the books I teach kids, I teach <laughs> kids about forest bathing 
and the trees emit oils that actually boost our immune system yeah. um, so we are working together whether we realize it or not you yeah. know um and and science very slowly comes and teaches us stuff we already know so yeah. you know um yeah again we know these things inside we know that we hug a tree we feel good and I think that's again you know being that observer when I do this how do I feel yeah. you know like giving yourself that space and acknowledging oh that feels great just like with my 10 year old son it's like notice when you do this what happens you know Beautiful. yeah that's yeah good. that's it's very yeah, yeah powerful learnings right there and as you said like it's not it's not easy when you're in a world of pain mm. to do it but just the smallest little bit the next day a tiny bit more a tiny bit more just keep trusting in yourself like you've so beautifully said just to keep tapping away at it yeah building yeah. that muscle building mm. that muscle of intuition yeah so the next question is apart from hugging trees yes <laughs> what do you do now to support yourself for staying in the moment staying in the moment mm. um i find that quite easy actually because you know before it was a big thing one of my um skills i had to learn was mindfulness and we had to sit with a group of us every week this was over two years and mindfully look at uh, whatever they put in the middle of the table and i used to hate it and oh, i just didn't wow. understand it and then we'd have to look it might have been a potted plant but you couldn't use any judgment so you'd say the plant is green, um, the <laughs> pot is white, you know, so you couldn't criticize, you say, you couldn't say, I don't like, you know, whatever. Yes. It was just mm. as it is right now, what can I see? And it was the start of teaching mindfulness, like being in the moment. So then it got to, you know, how do I feel sitting in the chair? You know, the chair is quite hot. And it, it, it seemed really stupid, but mm. as the weeks went on, months probably um I started to understand what it was teaching me and how powerful it actually was I I can do it quite easily now I I really can I just um I'm so grateful that I again I went through that and you know again I resisted and I thought it was rubbish um but it's being able to and I do it every morning really when I have a cup of tea and I go because I'm part lizard I love okay. the sun I love the sun yeah charge myself yeah so go and sit with my cup of tea and um my feet on the grass outside with the sun on me you know hopefully that's most days but um and I am totally in the moment that's yeah. bliss to me that is absolute my time and i'm just totally in the moment yeah i love that yeah. i was going to simplicity that's yeah. a beautiful word because we, we don't, don't make it complicated no it doesn't have to be complicated or extravagant or take hours it can be as simple as feet take your stuff. shoes off and put them in the grass and just notice how the grass feels under your feet mm. um so one of the children's books which i wrote was uh with craig um was called finding my calm and that's for little kids. And that is mindfulness using our senses. So five wow. things I can see, four things I can feel. And it's like a little chant that they do, but it's saying, 
what can I see? You know, you don't judge. You just say, I see a green plant. I see a, you know, this, that. And then what can I feel? And it just completely grounds. It can be really, really easy. But that was a book that I wanted, again, little snippets of the things that I got taught into a book that teaches kids early to find a way back to being calm and, and uh, mindfully, you know, uh, yeah being back in yourself present yeah yeah that's a gift and I mean even I I can really get the sense of as the parent or the adult is reading the book with the child it's a gift for both people experiencing that moment together isn't it and Mm. that's Mm. very 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 powerful so we have emails saying parents like oh I cannot believe (laughs) what's happened to my child they now go I need to do the five four three two one as I melt down that's no, so beautiful. That's you're yeah. gonna have to write a book on monsters because my <laughs> grandsons are like, me, there's monsters that come out in the dark. And I'm like, try how do I explain there's no such thing as monsters? And where does the concept come from? You know, and then I think, well, you know, who well, knows? Maybe and let it go. We have make friends with the fear. Ah. So, um, so that fear is actually our friend and is trying to protect us, and although it's scary they're actually it's actually trying to help you and to make friends with it and actually I had another mum message me saying her daughter was terrified of learning to ride her bike and that she had read the book let it go it's about ways to release emotions um and uh she said that she decided no she was going to make friends with a fear and she said to me that she got on her bike and started riding she yelled out I made friends with the fear And I was just sometimes I get so overwhelmed with the messages we get um, from all, you know, some of them are simple ones like that. Others are like really tragic where kids are dealing with cancer or whatever and the books are helping them. But, you know, like every one of them, I just, I'm like, this is why I went on this path and it led me to do this because every message like that is worth it. Oh, oh, so worth so it. beautiful. We've, we've had some, like, I mean, a lot of the language around the last few years is our, you know, it's always been the case. Our children are our future. They are everything. Today's children are, the, you know, the, the leaders of tomorrow. And when you you hear what you're saying about your books and what you're gifting the children, the, the play, the imagination, the fun, the opportunity to be in touch with themselves at such a young age, the... I want kids to realize that Mm. no matter what emotion they're experiencing, that's okay, because that's what I didn't get. So I felt shame for whatever emotions I was feeling Mm. and that they are messages. Our body is a message from our source. It's telling us things, you know, it's saying something's not right. And we can feel that through emotions and through our body and it's trying to communicate that way to us. And so I hope that children, when they, if they're able to learn more about how they feel and that it's okay, they have that, that deeper connection with themselves right from the start and that it isn't lost. Wow. And they don't have to fight their way back to it like I did. Oh, that's, the, that's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful way to end. We're, we're so grateful to have you on and share your beautiful awakening story it's just been really profound and I know that there'll be a lot of parents out there will be like where do I get these books from so we will pop all of that at the end of the podcast all of um Beck's Instagram handles her website where you can buy the books 
Um, you could easily and, talk to you another five yes, hours. Yes. <laughs> it's been so beautiful, Bex. Yes. And we're so happy that you, you know, pushed through the fear and became this incredible author and writer and creator of these magnificent books that are now helping others, you know, face around their the own journey around, around the world. world. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you too. It's been an absolute honour. Oh, really has. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very grateful. Thank you for listening to our Girl Awakening podcast. We are also on YouTube as Girl Awakening. We'd love to see you there with comments on how our guests resonated with you or your own awakening. Please share the love with a like and subscribe while you're there. A blissful thank you to Ksenia Luki, the amazing artist behind our theme song. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.